What's going on, everybody? Today, we are going to talk about long-term care. I know, not a topic most of us want to talk about, but after almost 30 years of doing this, I've seen so many people struggle around this. So today, I want to just give you pieces and considerations that you should have, whether it's for you or for one of your loved ones. Uh, might be mom and dad, might be your in-laws, might be grandma, grandpa. Depending if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, it might even be you. And so there, here's some of the things that I think that you should think about and consider in your process. And remember, um, don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell because... I want to help you have some out-of-the-box solutions and considerations for what it is that you want to do in bringing you along with your decision-making process on anything regarding life and financial planning. Because guess what? Most of us make the decisions that are outside of us and not decisions that are actually from our insides. And you might be saying, Julie, what in the heck are you talking about? Well, I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. So let's talk about four different ways and things to think about in terms of uh, long-term care process. Now, um, I can tell you that years ago, uh, I really got immersed into this from a personal experience in working with both of my grandmothers as they were going through this phase of their lives. And um, one, I've never met anybody that doesn't really truly want to stay in their home more than they want to go into some facility, um, if that's possible to even hedge their bets on that. And so that can be part of the decision-making process. Now, four things to consider. One, you can kick the can. You absolutely can kick the can. You can sit there and say, well, you know, I'll just cross that bridge when it comes to it. Any of you ever feel that way that you just want to kick the can and go, well, I'm just going to take care of that when life presents it to me. Here's the problem, is that we run into major challenges when we kick the can because we position ourselves to be unlucky. And so how do we actually position ourselves to be lucky? How do we maybe kill two birds with one stone, like have something that works for me today, but then also something that works for me tomorrow, and see if you like that or you don't like that? Or um if it's not your planning, then what about your parents' planning? You know, it's it's very interesting as the issue of long-term care continues to be an issue, not only in the United States, but around the world, because the fastest growing portion of the population is age 100 and older, which is very fascinating on some level. Um, but we have to look at the fact that with us living longer, we have got to figure out how do we plug into this component that your social medicine, United States medical situation where it's at today, they may or may not pay for what it is that you need. And I think it's super important for us to take this into consideration. So the first thing is you absolutely can kick the can. And some of you out there may be saying, well, once my parents get there, I'll figure it out. And I can tell you, that when I'm sitting with clients one-on-one, -on -one, one of the things that I challenge them on is it's about what are you going to be okay with when you do your planning with your parents. Now your parents may be financially well enough off to be able to pay for long-term care and have no issues, or they may have bought 
insurance policies to cover it. That may or may not be the case, but here's the key. I need you to actually have that conversation. Not an easy thing to talk about, but you can kind of, and some families are very open about those things and some families are very closed mouth, but don't make assumptions. That would be my first recommendation is don't make assumptions. Have the courage to have the awkward conversations. Say, you know, if this were to ever to occur, what are your desires, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa? Um, how do you want that to roll in your life? And have you done any planning around that? Because when I'm talking to my clients, one of the things that I always say to them is, at the end of the day, I want you to visualize that if your loved one, grandma, grandpa, aunt, or uncle, whoever it is that you may be caretaking or helping to caretake, what is it that you emotionally are comfortable with when you're sitting at their funeral one day? And I know a lot of us don't want to talk about that, but this is where I want you to visualize it. Why? Because that drops you into your heart. And this is what I'm talking about, that if we drop into our hearts and we actually feel the feelings as opposed to deflecting and not feel our feelings, what do you need to do personally to make sure that you're showing up and you feel whole because you showed up the way you wanted to show up for your loved one in the fashion that you wanted to show up, whether or not mom or dad did the planning or did not do the planning, whether or not mom and dad had enough money or didn't have enough money. It's about how did you show up? So for me, you know, one of my grandmothers has six children. And of those six, you know, I, I just said when grandma needed the care because my grandfather died way before my grandmother, like 40 years before my grandmother. And grandma didn't have this planning. It was just kind of like, okay, well, I've got six kids and hopefully it all works out. And um, there wasn't really a plan per se, but I knew for me that it was important for me to actually choose to participate in some of that cost because that way, if and when grandma passed, that I knew that I felt whole based on how I showed up. And I chose for years to write a monthly check to help grandma out when she needed that care and she desired to stay in her home. So that's what we did. So, but that's not true for all of you. I had a conversation with a client today who um, we had the discussion around, you know what? Your mom did great financially. She worked hard. She And she's at the later phase of her life. And I said, how is it that you would like to, mom passes, you know, you can take one, you can take the path I took and you can write a check or you could take the other path and you could say, mom, I will do the best to help you get into the Medicaid facilities once you run out of money, because that's an option here in the United States. And every country has their own system. Um, and so it's about plugging into what that system is. I had another client. Um, they only had one daughter and for 30 years they worked here in the United States, but they were from the UK originally. And in their retirement plan, they decided actually because of long-term care that they decided to move back to the UK. So if you're living in a different country than where it is that you currently reside, compare, you know, what it looks like of the country that you were with for years and that you're a resident of that can you qualify for any kind of benefits there when it comes to long-term care versus the country that you currently live in. So these are all the considerations. And if you're the child of those people, have those conversations of 
mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, how can I help? How can I be here? Because obviously you love them, but at the end of the day, how do you want to show up? Whether it's for you or for your spouse or for a loved one that you're planning for that's older than you. So remember, number one, we can kick the can. Now, most of us don't really like insurance companies. I get it. I got it. And, you know, I know great people who work for insurance companies, but I don't know anybody that really loves to pay for insurance. Like, I, I've never been anybody going, yeah, I'm going to go pay for my insurance policy today. Nobody says that. <laughs> Nobody. And it's almost like one of those necessary evils of life, you know? And, um, but it is what it is. It, again, don't judge. It's not good or bad. It just is. I want you to look at this from a place of financial empowerment. And what is it that I mean by financial empowerment? Financial empowerment is about the fact that you look at your choices as like a menu, kind of like you're in a restaurant. You say, hmm, what is my menu? And this is why I want to go through four menu items that regard around long-term care. So number one is you can kick the can. Number two is you could play defense. I always talk about that your money, you can play offense or defense. And very sorry, I had a grandfather who played Notre Dame football. And um, so I kind of grew up on football. So even though I was a girl and I couldn't play football, um, I know how to throw a spiral pretty good. So um, grew up around football, catching, throwing catches for a quarter. So I make some sport references. So bear with me here. So if you're going to play defense, defense is about the fact that, you know what? I'm going to shift my risk. I'm going to go into this pool, in this insurance pool, where um, the insurance company, the actuaries have done all their numbers and they go, hey, if you want to shift the risk to us and we're financially responsible for X, Y, and Z, well then guess what? Um, here's the price to do that, right? And there's many different companies out there. There's many different products. There's many different features, many different benefits. I am not here to give you any advice as far as which product to buy, because that's something you have to do on an individual basis. And by all means, you could go to info at jmcwealth.com and someone on my team can actually help you with your specific situation. But from a generalization standpoint, I want to just explain to you from an education perspective, what kind of defense you can play. So meaning insurance policies that are concepts out there, because I run into the fact that many people don't know that there are two kind of options out there. Okay. You have what I call straight long-term care. So that's number two, kick the can and then straight long-term care, straight long-term care. What is that about? Straight long-term care is think of it like car insurance. And what do I mean by that? Car insurance is unless you get in an accident, unless somebody hits you, guess what? You're not claiming on your insurance, right? So it's super important that you actually claim on, not claim, but when you claim on these policies, when you're looking at insurance companies, look at what their claims ratios are. Many people do not realize that insurance companies actually do what they call upfront underwriting or back-end underwriting. All that means is, do they check you out before they insure you, like detailed and make sure like you're a good bet or a bad bet from that perspective of long-term care? Or do they do back-end underwriting when you claim? You know what? Um, the key is, is just to have the information. And my personal opinion is that you want a company to pay. 
Like you don't want to be paying for a policy that only has like a 60% likelihood that you're going to get your benefit on the back end. You want a company that's going to have a 90% plus ratio of actually paying you on the back end. Many people don't realize that that's even an issue. And so this is just, again, something to put your little sniffer on going, oh yeah, I got it. I remember this lady on YouTube saying this and this is why. So what I want you to do on straight long-term care is just consider going, do I resonate and do I like, if I don't use it, I lose it because it's just like car insurance from that perspective. And meaning that you write the checks, you write the checks, you write the checks, or they draft it out of your checking account, draft it out of your checking account. And if you never need the care that that policy covers, which that can also be different against carriers, I want you to actually look at the fact that, hmm, if I don't use this, am I okay with writing those checks or having that premium paid all those years? Because statistically, it's a little over 50% chance that you are going to need some kind of long-term care in your lifetime. That's what the current stats say. Now, there is a second type of defense, which is number three, which is another way that you can handle long-term care issues. The third one is, is that you could play defense by having what they call a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider. Really? What does that mean? When I explain it to people, I just kind of say, in simple terms, most products out there, they do something like where you just get the death benefit while you're still living. You get it for the benefit of you needing long-term care, or if it's still in force and you weren't part of that 51 plus percent that needs long-term care, well, then it goes to your beneficiary. So it goes to somebody that you love. And of course, there's different features and options and this, that, that you can choose from there. And there's all kinds of ways that you can have that covered. So it's about, well, how do you resonate in how you want to do your own personal planning or coaching your parents on how to do the planning? And are they even options if you've not done your planning and you're already in your later years of life? Because insurance probably isn't going to be an option there. And so what other choices do you have? So then number four is going to be, you can self-fund, right? So instead of putting cash out of pocket for an insurance policy, I'm not interested in playing defense. I want to play offense. So you want to play on the offensive line, right? Well, you may like that or not like that. My whole thing here is it's not about selling people an insurance policy. Well, for some people, it might be about selling an insurance policy, but that's not what drives me. What drives me is to give you the education and give you the knowledge and the menu from an education standpoint to know what are possibilities that are out there. Now, these are just four options that I wanted to give you as possibilities that you can look at. So some people say, well, I don't want to pay those premiums for that insurance policy. I'm like, well, do you understand, even if you don't pay the premiums, you still have to put in a bucket over here and to self-fund it yourself. And the key is, is how do you want to resonate? And what assumptions do you want to make in that process? You know, the average care is somewhere around two and a half to three years that a person needs. Do you want to plan for that? Or do you have Alzheimer's or Parkinson's disease in your family history? So do you want to plan longer than the average because of your family health history? These are the things that you can take into account and how you personalize this decision based on your life and your own customization of your own product. And then it's a trade-off of how much do I want to put out of pocket versus how much do I want for other things in my life as opposed to just worrying about maybe or maybe not, I wind up with a long-term care issue. So at the end of the day, what I want you to do is I just want you to take you and your heart along 
for all the decisions that you make from a financial planning perspective and a life planning perspective. Why? Because you matter. Don't just buy a product out there because this is what they told me. I want it to land inside of your system as to why you bought that product, what it does for you, and where do you resonate? Because there are no right or wrong answers. It's just about what fits. Think of it like a puzzle. What's the piece of the puzzle that fits you the best? Or it could be like the best outfit you're wearing out at night. Like which outfit makes you feel groovy? Like, yeah, I understand. Long-term care is not really groovy. But my point is, is the fact that what makes you feel grounded? What makes you feel like, okay, this is a good plan. I had another client that really decided, you know what? I grew up on food stamps. I'm super successful today. I am income affluent and I'm super grateful, but I know mom at some point is going to need some help because guess what? Mom and dad are divorced. Mom doesn't have any money. Dad had all the money. And then once the alimony ran out, there isn't any more money left. So I know I'm going to have to fiscally help mom out. And I said, well, do you want to start? Here's another option if you have a loved one. Do you want to set up an account, some kind of account? It doesn't have to be any specific account that you have money go from every paycheck into a parent's long-term care fund. And it's not that you even have to tell your parents that it's there, but maybe in your personal planning process, you want to start to carve some stuff out. And maybe initially you can only have it be 50 bucks a month. And maybe your parents are young and they're only in their 50s or their 60s. Well, but if you do that over 20 years, you're going to have a chunk of change in there because if you want to be the one that writes the checks for your parents, this is how you can do it a little bit at a time and you can build it up because you know that you are then showing up for your loved ones the way you prefer to do it. And I am so grateful that you joined me today. If you want other tips and tools of how to approach your life, I'm going to click this right here. You can certainly click on that link and um, I'm giving my away uh, my book, Awaken Your Wealth, for free. All you have to do is pay your own shipping. And please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell because you know what? We have more tips and tools coming from you. And God love you. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.